0: This is episode 218 of the Empowered Team Podcast. Welcome to the Empowered Team Podcast, where we explore how to optimize your performance in career, sport, and life. And now your host, executive coach and life strategist, Kari Schneider.
1: And welcome to the Empowered Team podcast. Guess what, everybody? I am so excited. You know why? Why? Because <laughs> I have you as oh, as a guest on today. I'm back. So this is so much fun. It's yes, been a while. We get a rare cameo appearance. Oh, with... well,
0: this is more than a cameo. Well, this is a I don't see it. Yeah, I
1: guess so. Chat. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're co hosting today.
0: No, you're hosting. I'm, I'm.
1: Isn't that co-hosting?
0: My hosting, though, or just. Yeah. Okay. I'll be a co-host. Oh, yeah.
1: Hear the nerves. This is what happens when they haven't been on for a while. Okay. Uh, we are doing an incredible topic today that I think is a little bit different than the ordinary reflection on the past year and uh, plans for the new year. Instead, we're diving into what we've stopped doing in the past and this could be from something we stopped doing two years ago or five years ago but it basically encompasses what we don't do anymore and I think that this is a really key topic considering the last episode was about the blueprint for 2023 and what typically happens when we plan and we blueprint going into a future year We add more layers into our lives. We want to start doing something or accomplish something new. And what I find for us and what I find for a lot of the businesses and individuals that I work with is that achievers typically try and do more and more and more instead of stop certain things that just aren't working to free up some space, not only energetically, but perhaps just time wise and all of those great things. So I thought I would share some of the things we either consciously have stopped doing or we have just evolved into not doing anymore. And in, in three main categories of life in self, relationships, and in career or your purpose or mission. So that's what we're doing today. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do you want to start? Or what do you, what do, what's on your heart right well,
0: now? Well, one thing really quick that we stopped doing is fake Christmas trees.
1: Oh my Very important. Gosh. We, we
0: switched this year to a real tree. It was my first real Christmas tree experience and it was fantastic.
1: So to give... The...
0: Smells good. Looks good. <laughs> it's just so great to have a real tree in the house over the holidays.
1: This is the true behind the scenes because, you know, growing up way up north, we I always had real Christmas trees and I, I ended up breaking down and buying a fake Christmas tree when I was a single mom and my tree one year had fallen down about three times. And I don't know if it was... Sorry, I'm laughing. It was, yeah, funny. Huh? It was cut on an angle or whatever. And that year I went and bought a cheap... Post Christmas sale superstore tree, and that's what we've been using for at least, um, gosh, probably almost eighteen. I've used for probably eight, no, probably seventeen years. I've used this tree, and then we, it's been our tree for our family. Yeah. And I don't think we could have handled having a real tree with the chaos that our life brought, you know, say five years ago. Or
0: well, I'm glad we switched.
1: We're in a new home, and yeah. it's awesome. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you, honey, for. So that's that.
0: it. That's all I got. That's what I've stopped.
1: Wow, I mean, wow. So I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really uh, managing my expectations right now. <laughs>
0: Let's go. Let's get into it. Here. Okay.
1: So really, what, what do you want to start with?
0: Uh, I can start with a personal one. Y-
1: yourself. Yeah. Cool. Go. Cool.
0: And it's these ones revolve around eating. So the first thing I've stopped doing, uh, and this is in the last year, is actually. This might sound weird to you, listener, but it is, I've stopped eating cereal.
1: Dun, 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 and dun.
0: For anyone who's known me for a long time, cereal is just a staple. And I'm talking uh, boxed cereal, not you Cari's, not yeah. Curry's, you know, homemade granola, which is to die for, but just bought, store-bought cereal. It used to be a go-to almost every single night. I'd have a couple bowls of cereal. When I was playing as an athlete, I was having a ton of cereal, just. Loading up on any carbs I could and just, you know, eating five or six bowls of cereal a night. Then when I retired, trim that down. But I've just yeah, kicked kicked the habit in the last few months, really, in the last short span, but gotten away from cereal. I'd stopped in the past during our sugar-free. If you followed Kari or the show for any length of time, you know that every September and sometimes earlier in the year we'll do it. March. March. March we'll do a sugar-free month. Yeah. Those months. Each year, I've dropped cereal, but uh, I've now dropped it for good. So, that, really, so yeah.
1: really for good, is it like it's gone? Is you don't want to buy? I've asked. Yeah, I don't
0: want to buy it
1: because I've gone to the grocery store and and then I've said, "Well, what do you need?" And he and we're empty on cereal, and I'm like, "Sure, you don't? You still don't want me to buy cereal?" No. Nope. Nope. So, out of curiosity, um, now I I know or I think I know some of your upbringing and my understanding is that it started when you were a kid as that being a go-to snack for a really super active young kid and then is that do you think that's what made it such a staple for you your whole life or what do you think?
0: Yeah well I I liked it and I liked the variety because we'd have you know I'd have six or seven kinds on hand. To be to be um, clear
1: for people, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off there, but but people will visualize a whole bunch of cereal and you eating a lot of cereal, but but it's not that you're eating a whole bunch of um, Fruit Loops and. Oh God, no, 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 no it's you, not Count
0: chocolate and all no, that stuff. It's, so, uh, no, like...
1: Raisin Bran, Vector... Raisin Bran, Cheerios, Christmas. Goline, Goline Crunch. Those would be the yeah. staples. Just right. <laughs> just right, yeah. yeah. But Those a- would be the all staples. high in
0: sugar, all bad for you, and just... Yeah, and not, not necessarily
1: know. as high in sugar as the others, but it's no, so processed. Yeah, so processed, so, so just refined.
0: junk. And so, yeah, it was completely a habit, just ingrained, and mindless go-to instead of putting some effort into whatever I'm going to be snacking on in the evening and mixing it up, so... What's it I'll like get, for
1: you now?
0: It's been okay. I've been, you know, to, in the summer, you know, I like to do kind of more of an avocado toast or some tomato stuff, tomatoes and cucumber on toast in the evening. Or I find I'm just grabbing a piece of fruit more often in the evening now.
1: You love eating fruit.
0: Um, yeah, so it's toast. been an adjustment. Yeah, toast with nut butter or um, things like that. You know, still the bread's still processed, but just the continuous that. stream of cereal is just too much and – it felt like too much of a habit. It wasn't a conscious You weren't the boss choice. of that choice. Yeah, yeah. 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 so yeah. I had to drop it.
1: That's powerful. How about you? You keep going. <laughs> uh, I'll do self too when you're done self, if you have other ones for self.
0: Well, that was it. I, I have that was more, one? but yeah, that, I okay. think under the purely self
1: okay. topic. Okay, I got a few on self. Um, I And you, you pointed this one out too. It's, it's ignoring my body's pain. So I've stopped ignoring my body's pain and I did that for a very long time and it cost me a lot with my back and but within that as a part of that is I stopped doing heavy squats, I stopped most Olympic lifts, and I stopped racing and competing and those were really really hard for me to do. But that's what was that's that was a necessary important step for me to Take care of some nerve damage and crushed discs that needed some recovery from all that wear and tear. Um, and you picked something that you just recently, recently did, but some of these for mine are a little longer in the making. I have more than you on self here. You might think of some things. Um, I stopped. Oh, about you. You shut <laughs> it. <laughs> I stopped uh, overeating. And what I mean by that is that there would be a time where, you know, we might come home from a restaurant and because the food was so good or because um, it was richer or different, I just wouldn't quite have a gauge on how much to eat and we would get home and I would would feel so sick, like be lying there with a stomach ache because I ate too much food and I'd hate that feeling. And then the next day feel sluggish because of the night before I'd call it the food hangover. And, uh, and I just, I don't have that anymore. And I notice it right now because, because of the holidays, because we've just come through Christmas and new year's Eve was last night. And I don't, and we're having special foods, but the, and, and we may, you know, I may, I don't, I don't really know. I haven't weighed myself, but I may put on a pound or something over the holidays from eating more rich, either some more sweets or heavy foods, but I never feel that I I will not have overeaten. So I won't have come through the holidays or have a point in there where I just feel so utterly awful because... How are you not overeating? um, I'm not relying on... I'm not relying on, um, uh, I'm not relying on my body to cue me of, oh, you're full now because the food or the, um, or the span of time or, or whatever might not be appropriate for that. What I mean, what I mean is that I'm deciding based on what i see in front of me based on what we're about to do how much i know i need or don't need to eat so i'm making a, a conscious decision i'm not relying on how good the food tastes or doesn't taste if it doesn't taste good i'm not touching it i don't care if if it's not something that's a favorite of mine like get get it out of my way if it's not you know it, so i'm deciding based on uh
0: how very selective with your uh...
1: yeah Or a
0: dessert choice or something, if there's a number of options out there, you won't just try everything just to try and choose what's good.
1: Yeah, or for instance, you know that when we go out for dinner, we usually share some things on each other's plates. But I know that I might want to have 10 bites of something, but because I know it's so much richer than what we ordinarily eat, I know that I can only probably have 3 bites of that thing even though I want 10 bites, I'm not going to have the 10 bites because I know I'm going to feel so bad. If yeah. I, if I have, if I've inadvertently accidentally taken in too many calories because it's so much richer than what we, you know, like the Bernays sauce or the, the whatever, you know, the extra butter, or whatever it's going on. So yeah, I don't, uh, I don't overeat, but that's also led to, I, I'm barely drinking any alcohol and, I love a good wine that you will pick. You're so good at at finding some really well-paired wines. And I love the wines that you pick, but I don't I don't like a full glass of it cuz I'm not I used to drink to get drunk. Mm-hmm. That's how I used to drink. And I don't I don't care about that anymore. I care about the flavor of the wine or, you know, maybe just sharing something with someone so what it's what's happened is that I don't care about I don't want to get drunk usually (laughs) I mean I might have the urge of oh it'd be nice to get drunk right now because I'm so angry or upset or tired but no I don't um so I don't really drink very much alcohol anymore um another one for myself is you pointed this out that you know that we don't this is something that's been going on for a very long time that we don't use a lot of chemicals in our home or cleaning products with chemicals or things like that. But that led for years for me to make our own, make my own laundry detergent and make my own dishwasher detergent. Well, I've yeah. stopped doing that. So I've stopped. Okay, you make, stopped
0: using chemicals and then started then I, making your own, my own now for you've years. Stopped now your I stopped own making my
1: own because. I was traveling so much over this last year that something had to give. I can't, I couldn't do all the things for everyone when I was in Mexico for two months and Dryden for three months, and it just wasn't possible to do the same level of, of,
0: home care that I used to do. Well, the unbleached toilet paper that you were making was shut taking it, up so much shut time, it. and He's when you're away, we'd have no toilet paper.
1: <laughs> Well, the bark that I peel off the trees out back. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I stopped doing that. No, um, Yeah, so I wasn't making my own laundry soap or my own dishwasher soap anymore, but I was satisfied with what I found as being as as clean as it as, as it could be compared to what I'd make um, and not cooking as much. And that stemmed as well from being apart from you because me and Maeve, if I'm just with Maeve in the summer at camp or or in Mexico when it was just her and I, we eat so much less than you do that I I really like not cook, cooking as much. So now he's, he's fine. You're, you're fine reading between completely... the lines. You hear that <laughs> you're... I'm the
0: problem here.
1: No, no. <laughs> well, the, the beautiful thing about that is that we get more variety because we go through food faster. Nice, save. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no, we get HelloFresh and it gives us lots of variety. And then then usually we're either cooking together or one of us will cook it. You'll cook it or I'll cook it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, so that's good. Um, And that's about it. I I was going to say one more thing, but we we need to move on. So carry on. You go.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to give one that I've stopped. Something I've stopped giving up on relationships. uh, Oh, we're
1: on relationships right now?
0: Yeah, Hmm. I'm done with personal. Okay. I'm I'm going down relationships. I'm
1: so excited because this is my favorite topic.
0: Well, this one I'm going to I think you'll agree I've I'm working on this continually but uh stop saying yes to everything aka pleasing. So um I guess the full expression would be I've stopped saying yes to everything without being aware of what I really want or need. So in the past you you call it a dirty yes or it's you know, begrudgingly agreeing to do something and that was automatic for me because I wanted to just please keep everybody happy, not rock the boat. And at the cost of my own energy or sanity or what have you, uh, it just ends up doing those things, wears me out or puts me in a bad mood or doesn't fill my cup when it needs some attention. And so I've been working on saying no to more things to not pleasing and that's been great. And the example that just came up the other night after we had been talking earlier in the day, kind of about this thing was just, uh, we walked the dog a lot. You said, Hey, I'm gonna go walk the dog. Do you want to come? My default answer would be yes. Cause I feel I, I need to please, I need to be there with you. have that time with you walking, but and I think I said about 18,000 steps for the day. I did not need a walk and didn't want to walk. I yeah. really just want to get to the couch. Which just, is why I asked you and, in the first place. Yeah, like that's yeah.
1: why I put it out there. Yeah. You don't just assume like oh, you're, no. you're always asking, which is no. great,
0: but I'm not in my yeah. best self looking out for myself and just yeah. defaulting to, to the yes, being the yeah. yes man. And that's, uh, that's something that I'm stopped doing and working on, you know, doing even more with.
1: That's so powerful. And, um, how, first of all, how did it feel the other night, or any any little moments that you've had? How does that feel to to say no, or to check in with what you really want versus the auto auto yesing?
0: Well, it feels good because I'm that there's just that underlying, eh, that meh that's there when you agree to do those things that you don't really want to do, and. Uh, even over the holidays, enrolling the kids more and prepping a meal or or doing Mm -hmm. things like that as opposed to just defaulting to to doing some things for them to make sure they feel like they're having a great time here or, you know, it comes up in so many areas that uh, it's it's truly amazing when you just kind of step back and look at it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is um, what you just said is that perspective. And it's... um, it's so powerful even I mean when when we say the kids four out of five of them are adults and yet yet you especially would fall into um, just going back into the routines that we had when we had all the kids at home which would be that we would make all the meals but when we're making breakfast lunch and dinner for seven people and it's just the two of us doing all the things they're we don't want to do that, yeah. you know, like, we don't want to do all the things. And um, so listening to yourself is so powerful because f- for what happens for me on my end of things is that if you've done the dirty yes or just auto trying to please the other person, me typically, then something I usually end up getting some sort of crusty, snappy version of you yeah. at some point. And it's because you've been trying to please at the expense of yourself. And then ultimately the result is that I end up getting the crusty version of yourself because you've you've depleted so much. hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, the, and so the other big one. All right. To move on to the next one. Oh yeah. yeah. So the other big one in terms of relationships is a relationship with myself and it's stop being such an a-hole to myself and my harshest critic. Um, cause there's all kinds of ripple effects that that has. So we are, we're all tough on ourselves. We all probably say things to ourselves in our head that we'd never say to another person or no person would ever say to us. But if we've had a disagreement or an argument, in the past, I would just be in my head, beating myself up nonstop and in doing that, unable to even hear what's going on for you or what's really happened. It's, mm-hmm. And it shifts me into this huge defensive mode. And so I and this is obviously a work in progress and I want to get much, much better at it. But I know that I've stopped defaulting to doing that right away and at least I'm able to stay present. Um a lot of situations and hear them out even if I'm still needing time to process it, it's stopping that stream of poor self talk that mm-hmm. that just doesn't help anybody and doesn't improve the situation that I'm in so it's um it's giving myself some grace and just stopping that and you know letting myself know that hey, you're gonna make mistakes, it's okay let's figure out how to make this one right or try to understand what happened here.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but
0: obviously work in progress, each situation is different and charged in a different way. But that's another thing that I've given up is listening to that voice or even letting it run unchecked mm-hmm. like it would mm-hmm. in the past.
1: How do you catch that? Like what's the, because, because this is something that like you're pointing to with some other things. It's, it's a long standing habit mm-hmm. and, if you relate it to something like as, as menial as the cereal, you know, that's been going on since childhood. Chances are some of the other things are too. How do you, how do you catch the stream or the, like, you you know how sometimes we can't hear it, it's happening, but it's just Mm -hmm. so automatic that is there a way that you catch it that you can. That's a
0: good question. I, I don't know. I think it's somehow having the awareness that it's coming, or, or as soon as something's off. Um, if I feel like something's off with us, and I come to you to try to address it, hmm. I'm also at the same time expecting that to start. So it's for you. To I, beat I guess it's been a really up. slow process, but it's you know having the awareness that it was going on. Like you would say to me so many times, you know, hey, I wanted to tell you something, and I know you're gonna beat yourself up about that. Like you preframe you and, it, yeah, yeah. You know that it's <laughs> don't something. Don't beat that yourself I might, up, <laughs> yeah. But it's but literally that. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Don't.
1: Well, you know, the,
0: just just hear this and that's don't be hard a, on yourself. And it's um, so and it's I think it was gaining awareness of it after the fact first. Yeah then sometimes being in it and being aware of it and not being able to get out of it next.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then (laughs) being in
0: it and making it able to kind of go away for moments and then make it go away once you recognize it entirely in the conversation. And so it's been a really, really slow progression. But I think that's what it would be was post-awareness, awareness during, having some success at, stopping it during and kind of building on that to it always comes up Mm, quick
1: so that that's that's amazing but
0: now at least recognizing it and having the counter argument ready as well i guess is the next key of just hey no it's okay to make mistakes this doesn't mean you're a bad person whatever fits kind of in the moment but those kind of thoughts like replacing or substituting Seeing, seeing the negative self-talk and just replacing it with something that's more productive and not belittling myself.
1: The, um, because it's relationship and because the, the examples you've given happen to involve me, uh, what have I done or can I do to support that process for you? So have I done anything or can I do anything And I just I say that because I am sure that whoever's listening, if you've been in a relationship there, the dynamic with the other person likely makes can trigger that negative self-talk or that beating yourself up in whatever way. And so is there anything I've done? I think you pointed to one thing is uh, that I've said, okay, don't beat yourself up here or if we're talking about something don't make yourself wrong here
0: yeah it's really something for me to control uh, but anytime I've you've changed your approach over the years of of bringing things up trying to find something that will work because I default to being defensive and reactive and so you've been trying a million different things to unlock the secret to be able to tell me that you don't like the way I've done something and Mm-hmm. That's just normal in a relationship, but no, we have it, to communicate those things it, and you're, and if I'm defensive and reactive, you can't like I put you in a position where you can't, so you've experimented with a bunch of things, but I think when I feel you know your love or you know when you're approaching something in a calm kind of way, that allows me to feel safe and then recognize something that I did think oh you. Ask why did you do that? Or how did you forget to do that? Will then pop into my head, but because I'm not feeling confronted aggressively with it and trying to deal with that at the same time, I can deal with what's popping up in my head because of what it is.
1: Mm -hmm. You're dealing with you. And, and I'm not to, it's not to say that, that everybody goes through these types of things, but we all have our versions of whatever that we're, we're dealing with. So that's really powerful. That's, uh, thank you for sharing that because I think that all of us beat ourselves up in some form or another and it's such a waste of energy mm-hmm. and it's such a waste of who we are and what we have to offer others that it's, it's like if we can get over something like that, then it's so, it's, all that energy can go to such amazing things. Greater relationships, greater connection, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? Is, are you done in relationships? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, he's got one. I've got five.
0: <laughs> I had two. Oh, sorry. Well, what,
1: what but who's counting? The, what was the other one? What did you, okay, one it was, was. It wasn't
0: important to you, so it was oh, no, my forgotten gosh. already.
1: No, I was so immersed in what no, I was pleasing just... pleasing and
0: saying okay, yes. Okay, okay,
1: okay. Got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> See, this is what happens.
0: <laughs> Don't now, beat yourself up, but I had two. <laughs>
1: He's going to go, who doesn't listen?
0: No, I know that's me. I don't
1: listen. Go on. That's okay. You can use that against me, honey. Um, Relationships. Okay, so I'm tolerating so much less. I'm not tolerating. I've stopped tolerating being minimized. And this is something that's gone on in my upbringing it's gone on in my career it's gone on in almost there's so many relationships that I've had where um I've I've been in a situation where have either been talked down to and I just try and I have this standpoint of taking the higher ground and not not responding or reacting to it or and so I don't I'm at a space where I don't that's not part of my world anymore. I don't tolerate it and, um, and I don't necessarily get defensive or confront it. Um, maybe with you and I, I might, but, <laughs> but in, in with other relationships, so whether it's family relationships or friendships or scenarios like that, it's, um, I've gotten much better at having grace with a situation and not acting behind the scenes like I have a chip on my shoulder um but really just understanding that that person may not know and they have their own experience of the world and I may gently point out something different but also hold respect for them um and um, I have I gave this up when we had our relationship trip in Texas Back in October um, like over a year ago which was mm-hmm. making myself wrong or making you wrong or making others wrong and that kind of plays yeah. into the last one and it doesn't mean so here's the thing that I've learned of over a year of committing to that to stop making myself wrong or making others wrong or making you wrong um, is, is is a it's an element of blame essentially blaming myself, blaming you, blaming others mm. but that, that is um, something that has, it's like, just realizing that I have, it means that it's working, realizing that, oh, maybe I was in a process of making myself wrong, or like you just pointed to beating yourself up, then, but once I catch it, then okay, yes, this is working, just because I might have done it, doesn't mean that I've failed on my commitment it means that I'm in the process of getting better and better and better at not not doing the thing that was was a a part of me or part of a way of being or habit
0: well is the is the I don't know what I call a replacement thought but are you instead of making someone wrong are you saying to yourself he or she is doing the best they can in the moment or is it that kind of a thought or are you Sometimes, just letting go of
1: or blame
0: and just being responsible for what you control only
1: um, and largely you know. largely and a lot of it a lot of it might be along the lines of um what their thoughts or their beliefs are are none of my business like i, I don't so going mm. back to like they can have whatever thought they want to have they can believe whatever they want to believe it's none of my business and how it affects me is up to me that's my responsibility yes and so one of the thoughts when i have all the power over yeah over how i feel over Mm -hmm. i i'm not giving them my power by blaming them for some something in the world of how i feel whether that's you or whether it's myself or whatever and one of the thoughts that was very powerful for me this summer when i had some pretty intense interactions with a very close family member uh, was someone else's issues do not determine my worth and that thought really helped me when I was being wrongly accused repeatedly I was being verbally attacked Mm -hmm. I was being and this was going on day after day after day and I was trying to be a functioning human in my work world and my family world and this was just coming at me day after day after day and the thought that helped me a lot had to do with you know their issues do not determine my worth because I was in a situation where I would have I would have not only made them wrong but then made me wrong believing some of the things that they were either accusing me of or that they don't care about me or whatever, and then it it just is so dysfunctional. And so that helped a lot. Um, um yeah, so making myself wrong and others wrong. And then um this is something and the reason I say this and this isn't really a new thing. This has been there for a very long time but I say it because there's so many parents out there that have I don't want to just call it mom guilt. I want to call it parent guilt because it's dads too, it's, it's whatever caregiver is in the family. And I've heard this from so many mothers, but this mom guilt of trying to do all the things and be everything and at every event and everything for the kids. And I gave up that level of mom guilt a long time ago mm-hmm. because, and I, at first I didn't understand it when women would talk about it because Before you and I were together, the situation of having to provide for my child and be the mom and be the dad for my child, I was being all the roles, the the caregiver and the provider and both parents and didn't have grandparents around, didn't have the other parent around. And so I was just having to do all those things because I chose that that's what I wanted to be for my daughter. And because that was the case, if I couldn't, Um, put her in every single you know activity or sport or if I couldn't be at every single school event because I was working there was no guilt around it because I just couldn't like it wasn't a possibility and I knew how much I was offering her and so I didn't have any guilt around it so I didn't really understand that when people would talk about it so much but I think it came up where when people had the option so that they could stay home or they could go to work and then when they chose to go to work and they th- but then they had the guilt of choosing that over their child and mm-hmm. i never i i i understood that a little bit more when in a blended family when i was when it came to one child over another child like i might have gone to this kid's event and I missed that kid's event. And then I tried to get to that kid's event and I missed that. And I just had to give that up because I couldn't possibly be in five different sporting events at any given time.
0: And do you want to be? And no. no.
1: And that's the thing. It's, but, it's, it's, but I ended up having mom guilt because of our blended family scenario where I started to feel like I wanted my stepchildren to know how much I cared and know how much I wanted to show up. And then I didn't want my own biological children to feel like I was favoring my stepchildren over them. And so it's like this, oh, Lord. And now I'm just like, yeah, nope, doesn't matter. It's going to be up to what I, because if I do what I truly want to do, I'm showing up as the best version of myself for my whole family, every one of them. So if I do what I truly want to do, and it goes back to what you talked about in not trying to please not dirty yesing, you know? And, um, so I think that's, that's really, that's really huge. Um, yeah, I think, I think I'll leave it at that on that one. You want to go right. on to a little, a little career, career
0: stuff? work. All right. What I'm, what have I stopped doing?
1: This is one of my favorite topics too. Business. Okay. Well, this Business. one, let's
0: do it. This is a good one. So this is I've stopped doing things I'm good at.
1: Oh, thank you, and, hallelujah.
0: Oh, you like that? Say
1: one. it again. No, because I have you know I've stopped
0: doing things that I'm good at. Yes. So
1: you, you know how much I say that. The whole just because you're good at it doesn't mean
0: yes you, you should, should, be, should doing be doing it. Doing it. Yeah. Yes. And so for me, this was a huge one at work, being tossed into a leadership role. At the start this year.
1: Okay. Can I? It's can been, I? Can I just tell people though too? It's. You were in a leadership role before.
0: Okay, so moved into the leadership role. Right, you a, were. At work he, he was a
1: director, and now he's running the company as a CEO. And I, I say that because I don't, I don't want you. But even, even in my that.
0: old seat though, too, it's. Um,
1: Great the job, The scenario. Honey. Thank you, honey. It's <laughs> yeah. a
0: scenario where there's lots of things I'm good at. It helped me get ahead at work, but yeah. to continue doing them actually holds me back from things that I need or the company needs or are most important. So I could, might be the best person to review an RFP or to work out red lines in a contract, but the time burn that it is, even though I'm going to get it done the fastest is stopping me from doing, looking at another decision, which will make a big difference for the entire company as opposed to forwarding one deal. And so it's being aware of where I guess each thing that comes across your desk of, you know, it's, you've done amazing talks and check back and former podcasts. If you want to hear about this, about urgent versus important and those types of things and realizing, you know, do I want to do this because it feels good and I'm want to just task out here and complete things. Is that why I'm defaulting to this? Or should I be delegating this off, even though I'm going to be the one who could maybe do it most quickly or to the highest standard and get it delegated, get it taken care of so that I can deal with something that's actually more important?
1: Oh. Oh, mic so, drop. This is so good. This is so good. Oh, I, okay. So I just want so to I've actually emphasize been doing this. this. So
0: this has been, it's been a game changer in what I'm getting done because I was underwater for the first time Four or five months of this year with so many things to do. I hadn't backfilled my old position. So it was nuts. It wasn't good for me. It was literally unhealthy. And so really embracing this, saying no to certain things and stop doing the things that I was good at. As counterintuitive as that sounds, it should make sense at this point, hopefully, to you that it has made a massive difference
1: that is so bloody powerful and thank you so much for for sharing your experience of that because then just some of the things you said i can't afford the time burn even though i'm faster at it i can't afford the time burn that that would cost because then i'm not doing the things that make a bigger impact for the company as a whole now that these are my recollection of how you said it it's so powerful. And I want to reiterate that because for my clients, most of my clients are business owners, founders, or leaders of some form or another, or the businesses that I'm consulting with. These are the exact problems that I am coaching on almost every day. And so you sharing that is so powerful. And we can point back to, I think, three episodes that can really support you in this. If you're experiencing what Paul just described, one would be the urgent versus important, like you just said another would be leaning on structure, and mm. another would be triple vision. So those three podcasts, they're really short podcasts, but they can be very powerful in helping you get through because if you're a leader in a family, a community, a business, or in any sort of leadership role, this is this is the crux of all of the problems that will come your way is the belief that you have to be doing something, and it actually... It not only costs the company, like you just described, but it also tells the people around you that they aren't as, that you don't believe in them as much as you actually can.
0: Yeah, because it's definitely not that. It's not a reflection of, no, it's just a speed thing. But that's what they
1: perceive. Because when you won't hand it off to someone else and you do it, then the message, the action sends the message non-verbally that, oh, they don't think that I should be doing that. You empower other people when you hand them the thing that's been so valuable and you've been doing and you empower them when you hand that to them. And so that's so powerful. I am. Yeah. I love that. That's the, the growth that you've come towards because, um, Yeah, it just, it stresses you out as a leader. It doesn't allow you to lead effectively and it costs you. It it doesn't just cost you personally or in the business. It costs you, uh, sorry, it doesn't just cost you in the business. It costs you personally Personally, and at home because you're, you're stressed. You're spread too thin and then everything is just too much.
0: Yeah. And it plays into my second one, which is I've stopped working at all hours.
1: Oh, I Um, have that one too.
0: (laughs) Because. Like, the no, the That this haven't. year, it was weekends, it was every single evening. Yeah, um, especially I still, when I was gone. Yeah, especially for sure. when I was gone. Yeah, especially if I'm alone, I'll just work, work the whole time.
1: Yeah, but, me too.
0: And that's okay at different phases to be doing that, and that still happens.
1: Yeah, we work. But it's a
0: conscious decision, that's the thing, that I've stopped yeah. unconsciously just defaulting to getting on the computer after dinner and working through you grinding
1: know, out more, more emails
0: yeah. or getting other reviews done or whatever it is. And, um, really shelving it where it really landed as like, Hey, okay, I'm getting this. I'm actually starting to own this. Yeah. I uh, was over the Christmas break, submitted the annual forecast to our financial advisors who then send back a report to me, which kind of Is is a a vision into the next five years of what's coming based on all the forecasts and expenses and, you know, sales forecasts, everything that's in there. And I didn't open it. The file came back to me on the 23rd in the evening and I consciously did not open it because I knew if I did, I'd get lost in it and the review that needs to take place of it before it's signed off on and held off until the 27th or something and was able to really be present and, and... Enjoy the holidays with the family and not have that, you know, yeah. motor running in the background of work and thinking about those things and that, and then coming back to it with a f- clean, fresh head as well is so much better. Oh, the the separation allows me to be better at work when I'm there than constantly being there but yeah. not fully there.
1: And and that's the thing. How often have you or I kept? The focus in our heads on whatever the work thing was, and then that then that's what we're bringing to our family or each other, and we're not fully present to checking in or connecting or
0: yeah or we'll be really, walking the dogs and I'll be thinking about yeah um, a sales quota or something totally, you know?
1: and oh, we're still there. working through the problems, and we can so the,
0: you're not getting me, I'm not getting you yeah, you don't feel hurt and. Yeah. And it's not even great work
1: about no. thinking about what Good I'm thinking Lord. about. It's just
0: half assed thinking of it and kind of seeing there's a problem here, but I'm not coming to any quick solutions, whereas if I'm focused on that kind yeah. of during work hours, and when I, you know, said, Okay, I'm dedicating this time to address this, then you knock it out quickly.
1: Yeah. So no, it's it ends up being half assed for yeah. half-assed work, half assed relationship. Half assed yeah. it's 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 a it's a low, low end. It's a
0: half-assed kind of day.
1: It's a half-assed, yeah. Let's half-ass it. No, thank you. So stopping um, that, what do you got? Okay, um, that's fantastic. Pump the brakes. I love those. I love those. Yeah, let's be pumping the brakes some more here. Um, so you, you pointed to dirty yeses a little bit. I, uh, I um, am in the act of doing that as well. And what that looks like me, like.
0: me watching Dirty Dancing would be a dirty yes. I don't want to watch it.
1: Yeah, see, that's... <laughs>
0: so if you said, let's watch Dirty Dancing, what I would give you a dirty yes.
1: <laughs> God, so bad. Like, what made you think of Dirty Dancing? <laughs> dirty yeses. Okay, anyway, but that's a great example because how often do we do that, especially, um, especially in a close relationship or even as women in general as well? I'm not saying you're a woman, but um, I mean, close relationships. So husbands and wives will do that for each other where we're going to say yes to something we don't really want to do because we're compromising for the other person. But the reality to be totally honest, like, Oh, I'm not feeling that one. Really. That's a gift to the other person because they would rather know that that's not what you want instead of starting to think, you know, wondering, It,
0: why are you not having a good time right, while we're watching? Yes, this?
1: exactly. Thank you.
0: Because it's about dancing.
1: Yeah. Like <laughs> you know, I, I have no interest in Well, why did you say yes? I don't in the, care
0: if somebody puts baby in the corner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then why did you say yes in the first place? <laughs> you know? Anyway. Okay. Um <laughs> now I'm thinking of flash dance. I just please, why did you do that? Okay. Uh so yeah, the dirty yeses. But for me, what that looks like is that if, if I can, if I can help a client, if I can help a business, then I want to say yes. And I've stopped just saying yes, because I can, because I, back to the point of, because I'm good at it. Mm -hmm. Um, But rather will say yes, if it serves the objective of the direction that the business is going. And if it doesn't, then I have to, I have to say no. I just had a client ask me to, for a very specific request and I said no. And I I wrote a fairly long email saying why and, and ultimately they really respected that. And they went forward with, um, something that was in alignment with, with where I'm at and where the business is at. So, and, and that felt better to them because they had clarity and, Um, and I have clarity, so that's a big one is, is not doing anything that doesn't serve the future of the business or of me because then people get the, they get a lower version of me. Um, you pointed to, to working later, things like that. I, Mm. I still work in my mind a lot because I'm a creator and I'm a visionary. Um, but I don't book clients on evening or evenings or weekends. I spent many many years working many many evenings and many weekends,
0: many early mornings,
1: many early mornings, and um, and now it's it's not that I still have coaching calls for our group for our empowered team, uh, but not every, not all the time, not every single week, not not so, um, so pervasive into our evening time for our family. Um, so in career, this is one that I think is a little bit about relationships within career, and it's this that I believe very much in, in a who not how approach. And what I mean by that is finding the right person for the role. But as I've done that, what's happened is sometimes I've given them too much um, too much leeway or belief or responsibility. So I might, uh, an accountant or a, um, or an assistant or a marketing role. So then I know that they're more of a professional in that realm than I am, but then something has been missed or something has been not tended to. And, and the bottom line in business is that I am ultimately responsible. So. I still have to know enough about accounting or know enough about um, whatever the task was or know enough about the marketing so that I can make the ultimate call because if I give them every single ounce of responsibility and then the mistake is made down the road, I I missed my opportunity to know enough about it. So in, in uh, the business world, uh, one thing I learned, and this was from um, I don't know if it was Keith Cunningham or Tony Robbins, but what it was is learn the language of that particular, I think it was Keith Cunningham. And it's that you you need to learn the language. It doesn't mean that you have to be the expert in it. It doesn't mean you have to know all of the things. It means you need to learn the language. so so that you know about what the expert is talking about. So you're not oblivious to what information they're delivering you, and then you can make more of an educated decision. So what I've stopped doing is stopped um, really giving all of the responsibility to the professional that's been contracted or hired. And we've learned this the hard way with accountants. We've learned Mm -hmm. this the hard way. Uh, I've learned it the hard way with various um, staff in different ways. And it doesn't mean that they did anything necessarily wrong. It means that that there's there's
0: well there could have been a misunderstanding, miscontext. Yeah. They do something that they believe you wanted yeah. done if you're not checking in on it to make sure, yeah. you know, you're both moving in the same exact direction. Yeah. Things and get it, missed.
1: And it doesn't mean that I'm doing their job. That's not or micromanaging or doing anything like that. It just means getting my skills or understanding or language up to speed so that I can properly communicate or understand and um, get a most effective result. Um, so that's that one.
0: That's a big one. That that's is been a, big a huge one. one for me this year. Being in the C role, you've got a, it's accounting,
1: it's a mm-hmm. more technical
0: understanding to talk to the dev team and know what they're up to and understand timelines in a better way that just things I didn't need to know about my last role so
1: yeah and and i mean we've given we've given accounting or specific um different areas as examples but this can be this can be in the areas of equity diversity uh different roles new roles coming into a company so it, it's I don't think as a business leader, it's enough or a leader in any area, it's enough to anymore just to lead and delegate completely. I think that there needs to be some level of learning all the time, all the way along whatever growth or evolution that occurs. Um, It doesn't mean that you know all the things it doesn't mean you understand all the things doesn't mean you do any of those things it means that you learn enough so that you can effectively understand appreciate delegate those those types of areas ah okay I have another one I have two more that I'd like to share I think um uh, uh, yeah yeah so, one is following through at all costs. So, I have such a high level of...
0: You're stopping following through at all costs?
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. You get it? <laughs> yep. So, you know that I have such a high level of responsibility. It's one of my top five strengths. And, and to me, that's, that's my integrity, ultimately. Yeah. And so, when I say that I'm going to do something... I will follow Maybe through. It I will make it happen. And and then there's so many times where I've you know it, it's the it's it still comes back to that one topic of pleasing, but this isn't about pleasing. This is beyond that. I'm not even looking to please them. I'm looking to do it right. Be be right almost. Mm-hmm. Like be so solid in my word that no one can ever question that I would or wouldn't do that. That's It's, it's more than pleasing another yeah. person. It's not even about the other person. It's more about me. It's more about me showing everyone how reliable I am, how responsible I am, how much you can lean yes. on me, how strong I am. And so what I've given up is following through at all costs, because um, sometimes what I'll find is that then at the end of the day, I've either exhausted myself and then sometimes I'll even learn that whatever I'm doing for that other person, oh they could have had it the following week or oh they needed to book that appointment move that appointment anyway and meanwhile I had moved heaven and earth in order to make that thing happen. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> like and I'm like, "Oh, wait a second, it wasn't that important to them and I was treating it as though it was the most important thing." Now, this this for me is teaching me as an individual and also uh, my business about pivoting and adapting and that I think is so important in this day and age when things change so very very quickly and so whether it's a business or whether it's an individual that following through at all costs does not mean that if you don't do that that doesn't mean that you're out of integrity it means you still honor your word by saying okay and this is the example with construction on the restoration of what Cl- cliff lodge it's that you know there was a point where we were very uncertain about certain finances we did not know what things were going to look like and we made a conscious decision okay we're going to move forward in this capacity and make sure that we feel good about it and we're protected in this capacity it doesn't mean it's going to happen you know no matter what or at the cost of our family or at the cost of our finances or whatever. And then same thing with the Zenith retreat. That was something that was terribly painful for me to cancel, but I can still honor my word by letting anyone know who had either committed or was interested and communicate with them with authenticity and be honoring what's going to be right for you and I. And so me learning to pivot and adapt and still stay within my integrity and stay in communication and honor my word, um, that, that is, it's basically me not being so rigid in responsibility and, and, uh, reliability that allows me to pivot and adapt and figure out ways to still stay in, uh, in integrity with someone else that's a big one it is a big one
0: for you I mean knowing you (laughs) and how you think that's a very very thank you big thing for you to stop doing
1: and and at the same time it's kind of like with you in doing the things that you're good at it by it's something that you think is so good but it holds it holds us back yeah it holds us back from where we really want to go because we're so rigid
0: something that sounds good
1: right it is it's that it's yeah i call it the shadow side or you know everything has some sort of shadow to it and high levels of responsibility that's one of the shadow sides um the last one i want to point to and it's something that i'm coming back to i had really from a career and business standpoint i really stopped any social media i had stopped posting on and posting on Instagram posting on Facebook posting on LinkedIn I basically stopped all social media, and I'm about to go back into social media because I've learned
0: how. Get ready, world. (laughs)
1: Yeah, no, it's that I've learned. I stopped it because I didn't feel like I was. I I I do what I do. My business is in existence to serve people, and if I don't feel like I'm serving people, and they're not benefiting from it, then I don't want to do it. And so that's what would pull me off of something like social media and being more present there. And now I'm learning a little more of how to do it in a way that I enjoy it. And I'm not, I don't tend to get sucked into social media. I have a high level of discipline around and I'm not one of the people who end up doom scrolling for, for an hour and a half or something like that. Not that it's not possible, not that I'm never susceptible to that, but I just tend to go in and get out, go in and get out. And now I'm learning how to be in that space with, um, so I guess what I stopped social media altogether, and now I've stopped, um, I will be back in social media, but I've stopped doing anything in there that isn't enjoyable to me. And um, I'm not going to do anything on there that's not you know something that I'm in full agreement with, or, and if it's not, it's just not going to be on there. Nice. Yeah. Not that I put anything inauthentic before, but I I used to get bugged that well, why am I doing this? I couldn't see the point. Yeah. And now I want I want to be able to do something on there that is fun for me, but also very value. valuable yeah. it to someone's life. So yeah. So, okay, that said, any last words? Well,
0: we've talked about all the things we've stopped doing. I would just ask everyone out there to stop keeping the show to yourself and share it. (laughs) Share the podcast with someone you love, a friend, family, someone you don't even know, just send it out randomly. But No, seriously. If the show has made an impact on you, if you've learned something from a specific episode, share it and have an amazing 2023 as well. That's the other thing I'd be wanting to let people know.
1: Amazing. And if you're loving this show, feel free to rate it. We would love ratings, feedback, and questions. When you put a question in, we are happy to answer. We're happy to research the answer. We love to do whatever it takes to have you have a better quality of life. Whatever you want to grow in, we want to help you. So have a fantastic start to 2023. As I like to say, this is going to be my best year yet. I've said that for the last few years. This is going to be my best year yet. 2022 is my best year yet. It was so good. 2023 is going to be the best year yet. So I hope that for you and, uh, May you really be able to reflect on 2022 and step into and create the year you want for 2023. All our love to you. If you enjoy listening to the Empowered Team podcast, you'll love being on the Empowered Team. The Empowered Team runs year round. It is our group coaching and accountability program where we take mindset and physical performance concepts and break them down to usable action steps that optimize results. To learn more about our empowered leadership coaching for business, our custom online physical training plans, and of course, the empowered team group coaching, head to www.theempowered.ca slash empowered dash learn dash more. That's www.theempowered.ca slash empowered dash learn dash more.